Bernie's Bistro by Kathleen Cleland Moyer. Episode 3, Bernie's Bistro Be Bumpin'. In our last episode, Emily discovered that Trayvon was the bastard who sold the dilapidated bistro to Bernie. Wait, are you the T.J. Lawson on this deal? You sold this building to my father, Trayvon? Yes, and I lost the bundle. Somehow you conned Bernie into buying this dump. I didn't con anyone. You can look at the real estate offer, Emily. It includes every last detail. Bernie ignores every last detail. But you knew that. Every con man knows his mark. I never met Bernie until today. I thought he was a wealthy developer who would tear the place down. Who knew he was the one person in Canada who would see a silk purse instead of a pig's ear? Oh my god! What?! I just repeat an adage. It's happening. I'm turning into an aging white farmer. Whoever you are, I am not going to sit down and let you con my father out of his life savings. I'm getting my lawyer on this. No, Emily! Don't stand up! Ow! Okay, just take your hands off me! I would love to, but you'll fall down and break your other ankle. Okay, good! Then I'll sue you for that, too! Okay, Emily! What's going on? Oh, are you two having a difficult conversation? That's very good. That's very good. Difficult conversations are key to an open, transparent workplace. But maybe not now when Emily is only one leg. This is not a difficult conversation, Dad. There is no conversation. Not without my lawyer. Bernie, quick. Come take your demented daughter off my hands. She can't stand on her own, but she doesn't seem to grasp that. But be careful, she might sue you. Uh, 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 Molly, Maddie, come quick. We think Emily's broken her ankle. I brought you some cedar tea. Thanks, Bernie, but I don't think I'll take a tea break right now. Uh, And I got some plantain leaves. Uh, Imagine, our neighbor Mabel happened to have them. Are plantain leaves good for constipation? Okay, I need to get back to Toronto. I need to talk to my lawyer. You don't need a lawyer for a broken bone. Is it broken, Molly? How would I know? Here, give me your phone, Maddie. I'll call someone who knows. Damn, where's the reception in this building? Over there by the window. In the meantime, what should we do with the plantain, Molly? Uh, just wave it over her ankle. Over her, okay, like this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. That looks just like the movies. Got it. Okay, I talked to someone. Oh, okay, was it one of your healers? Uh, it was Linda from Telehealth. She said to get her to emerge. Trayvon, can you take Emily in your truck? It will be too difficult to get into her car. You can drive my truck, Molly. She's too so happy for me to be alone with her in the truck. I can't drive standard. Trayvon, Bertie, can you drive the truck? I've decarred and I don't have a license anymore. I'm fine. I'm driving back to Toronto tonight. She's irrational. Uh, I think it's the pain. Molly, is there a Hudishnawe treatment we can give her? Yes, it's hard to be rational when you're in pain, or when someone mispronounces Haudenosaunee. Haudenosaunee. Oh, but she's looking really odd. Do you have something for pain, Bernie, other than cedar tea? I I think I have a bottle of something in my saddlebags out front. Can you get it, Maddie? Sure. Uh, what exactly are saddlebags? Okay, I'll get the painkiller, Bernie. Could you get her a glass of water? Mm -hmm. Maddie, Trayvon, and Emily, walk her slowly to the front door. I'll be right back. She's looking... Yee, those welts are really something, eh, Trayvon? Why does everyone keep talking about me as if I'm not here? I am fine. I just... I need to drive back to Toronto now. Maddie, you promise. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trayvon, can I borrow your hammer? I think I'm supposed to break Emily's kneecaps. Or maybe I got that instruction wrong. I, I'm always mixing up her messages. You said you would get me back to Toronto, Maddie. Now. Ow, 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 ow. It hurts so much. All right. Shh. Emily, 
We'll get you something for the pain. I'll drive you to the hospital, even if it puts me in legal peril. We'll take care of you. You'll be okay. Right. I'm supposed to believe a con man. <laughs> Maddie, you are coming with us. I want you to write down every last thing that happens and handwrite it so that it holds better in court. Of course. I'm the ever-loyal lapdog. <laughs> Just can't handwrite. Uh, but I can manage Emily. Why are you so down on Trayvon, Emily? He sold this dump to Bernie and then posed as his manager to try to milk more money from him. I'm trying to help Bernie. Then let him out of this deal. I can't. Of course you can't. You're in debt to your eyeballs. Brianna persuaded you to buy out here during lockdown and then left you holding the bag when things opened up. House prices out here went way down and mortgages went up. It's classic. How do you know this? Brianna told me all about it one day. See, that's the thing about being an admin assistant. Nobody appreciates you, but everybody bears their soul to you. Except Amelie, of course. Did Brianna tell you Amelie played hardball to help get her out of the house agreement? Uh, Trayvon, Amelie's not heartless. Well, she, she's maybe a little heartless. <laughs> Everyone on Bay Street is a little heartless. Uh. Amelie? Oh my god, Amelie! Trayvon, grab her! Amelie's gonna faint! <laughs> Oh, good, they're home. Hey, Molly, they're back from the hospital. Trayvon, Emily, Maddie, we're over here on Trayvon's porch. Yeah, no, I'll come help you out of the truck. Mm, it's okay, Dad. Trayvon and Maddie have helped me out. I'll come over then and help you walk. Here, here, take my arm. Emily. Oh, boy, I lost ten years of my life when I saw you had fainted in Trayvon's arms. I did, too. I was sure somehow I'd have to explain it in court. Emily's fine. They loaded her up on painkillers. It's Trayvon and me you should feel sorry for. We just spent the past four hours in the waiting room watching Fox News. Well, I mean, it's always good to hear the other side of things. Uh... <laughs> for sure. We learned a lot from Fox commentators. I learned that everything I worry about, the climate crisis, nuclear war, anti-Semitic gun-toting Nazi lovers, <laughs> they're all hoaxes. Yes, and it turns out that the only things we should be generally terrified of are well-funded healthcare systems and low-flush toilets. Well, come sit down on the porch. You're about to put it all behind you. Molly's made us her famous three-sister soup. Corn, beans, and squash. Mmm, it smells amazing. Oh, it tastes amazing. I mean, this could be Bernie's Bistro signature vegan soup. For sure, but I may add the two brothers on the side. The two brothers? Venison and moose. Uh, oh, um... Maddie, will you help me bring out the rest of the food? Would love to. It's about to get tragic out here. Now what's Maddie talking about? About the bistro, Bernie. Your daughter convinced me to buy it back. I, I, I hate to do it, but... I'm so sorry, Dad. Huh. Well, this is hard for you, isn't it, Hamikins? Yeah, I, I hate that I always have to be the one to trash your dreams, but a vegan bistro in Scottsville is never going to work. Not only will it impact your health, you'll lose all your savings and go bankrupt in, like, Six months. I specialize in this type of thing, and if there was a way to make it work, I, I would, but there isn't. I'm so sorry, Bernie. All right, is the drama part over? Because someone's texting me who has never texted me, and I think it's... I need you to see it, Emily. Look at that cell number. Is is that... Yeah, it's Derek's number. Ah! Emily, it's really Derek? Who's Derek? Our boss. Why is Derek texting me, Emily? Is he going to fire me first? Oh, it's probably for me. I turned my phone off. You can't turn your phone off when you work for Derek! <laughs> Derek says you're supposed to call him right away. Relax, Maddie. Eat your soup. Yeah, easy 
for you to say, you're high. You can't eat three sister soup when Big Brother is calling you. It's so tasty. Molly, I love this soup. Call him, Emily. All right, I'll call him. Over here by that beautiful cedar bush. I'll help you walk. No, 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 I'm fine. God, what a wonderful night it is. Trayvon, how much painkiller did they give her? Don't worry, it won't hurt her. I know. I just want what she's having. Hello, Derek. How are you? Well, isn't Emily a wonder? So smart, so compassionate. So litigious. So bad at basic. She'll get us fired. Well, that'll be a new growth experience for her. Well, at least Emily can go back to the city and find another job. She's not stuck here trying to sell a property where the only attraction is a pickleball court. Eh, don't worry. We'll soon have a thriving bistro, too. I told you. I promised Emily I would buy back the building. Yeah, well, I won't let you, Trayvon. Emily will go back to the city, take on a new job, and forget all about us. So are you going to tell her you intend on keeping the bistro? I think Molly needs help in the kitchen. I'll take care of these bowls. Yes, of course, Derek. But maybe we should just talk about this in person. I I just need to absorb it. No, no, I'm, I'm just surprised, that's all. Um... Okay, I I gotta go now because I have three sisters waiting for me. Emily, are you okay? Why do you look so gobsmacked? She's looking weird again, Maddie. Come here, Emily. You better sit down. Here, Emily. Sit down beside Trayvon and me. And tell me why you look so shocked. I told you Derek would fire you. But he didn't. He offered me a promotion. A promotion? Why would Derek do that? He kept on saying that he wants me to get back together with Bryce and that Bryce misses me. Derek misses you. He likes the idea of a big brain in the family. He said that I was good for Bryce, and when I get back together with Bryce, he would like to do something good for me in return. He said what? He said I could head up the accounting department. I have wanted that job for five years. Hey, uh, why are you swatting me with Jake's map? Who's Jake? Ow! Maddie, we just got her out of the hospital. You are not taking that job, Emily. I deserve that job. And I deserve to have a top 30 under 30 role model who doesn't sleep her way to the top. Maddie, what a terrible thing to say. That's not what this is. That's exactly what this is. It's a quid pro quo, Emily. And Bryce is the quid. She's right, Emily. And I can help sue the ass off Derek for even implying that that was a condition of employment. Derek always wins in court. He can outspend anyone. So we have to move on to plan B. But it's okay. I've got it all worked out. You have a plan? You never plan. You're impulsive ass. You just pulled out Jake's map and used it as a weapon. Jake? Yeah, sorry about hitting you with the map. Well, we'll get them another one. And I can plan out things when it counts, Emily. My plan B lets you keep working and keeps me on as your brilliant assistant and your new best friend. Right. We need a plan C. Okay, everyone, here we are back in my beautiful bistro. Now, uh, watch your step, everyone, so you don't fall through the floor. And test your seat before you sit down. Good, 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 good. So, Maddie, you have a plan for the bistro. Finally. You see, this is the big think. Ah, no, no, no thinking. I just need you to do what I say. Bernie, I need you to get the flowers out of Emily's car. Flowers? Gladiators or whatever, they were given to us by a mobster. A Mennonite. Whatever. Trayvon, come here and stand by Emily. 
Uh, where's Molly? Molly's foregoing the big thing for now. Actually, I thought I should come, but stop beaming, Bernie. Mm. Would you like to say something now, Molly? Uh, no, no, I, I just want to listen. Okay, uh, where was I? You have Trayvon and I standing here in front of this big, ugly... Oh, right, right. Um, Trayvon, take Emily's hand and sit down here on the two chairs that aren't broken behind the huge, dirty stone fireplace. Yes, yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really dirty, Maddie. Yes! Dirty and rustic and crumbling, my hipsters will love it. <coughs> Your hipsters? I spent three years on social media during lockdown. It turns out this little Zoomer is a hipster influencer. Oh, but we need you to look the part. Just a minute, Emily, I need to... Maddie, what are you doing? I'm ripping the knees out of your jeans. What? These aren't jeans. There, that's better. Now, Trayvon, take Emily's hand and look at her the way that you did when you first met her. That, that hot, lean, hungry look. Yes, yes, that's it. Emily, pretend Trayvon's a spreadsheet and you just balanced him. What? Whatever. You just need to both look like you just discovered this obscure restaurant in God knows where, and it's the perfect setting for two hipsters crazy in love. Oh, I have a cast up to my knee. I'm wearing badly ripped dress pants. I'm pretty sure some of the soot from this fireplace fell on my head, and I'm covered in ugly red welts. You look beautiful to me. What? Wow. You're really good at this. Yeah, well, you know us corn artists, we know how to lie. Yes, it's a lie, but my amazing IG and TikTok content will make it all seem true. Trust me, I have 10,000 followers. I can sell them anything. But they'll see that this building's falling apart. Exactly. My followers will love it. Vintage, undiscovered, off the beaten path. By morning, my feeds will be insane with traffic. We'll bring the damn hipsters to Bernie's Bistro in droves and fill them with whatever Bernie can convince them is obscure enough to eat. I'm back. Here's your flowers, Maddie. Put them in that old mason jar and put it behind this beautiful couple, would you, Bernie? Okay. We'll take some more pics. There. <gasps> Perfect. You two really do look like you're in love. Awesome. There. It's posted. Let the pings begin. Did I hear you say this will bring people in droves to the bistro? <laughs> That's amazing work. I I'm making you director of marketing, Maddie. Mm -hmm. And Emily. Uh, no, 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 don't get up, Emily. Um, <laughs> you and Trayvon look so charming pretending to be in love. Uh, and my dear girl, you must be happy. You see that Bernie's Bistro has a viable plan. Yeah, now you can uh, go back to the city. Or you can stay, Emily. Trayvon's got six empty rooms in his big-ass house, all ready for non-existent Airbnb guests or Bernie's Bistro staff team. Uh, I can't be part of the team, Maddie. I have to get a new job. Just for a few weeks, Emily. We'll string the hipsters along for a week or two until we can get everything up and running at the Bistro, and then we'll reveal where Scottsville is and launch Bernie's Bistro. It'll be bumping, and then you can go back to the Big Smoke. Mm, I don't know, Maddie. Oh, Wow. Brianna just texted me. M Maddie, is Brianna one of your hipster followers? Yeah, for sure. High level. She says she's coming to Scottsville this weekend. I, I haven't seen her for a year. Wait, what? Why is Brianna coming here? Because, Emily, Brianna just saw our pic of Trayvon looking like he was really into another girl who also happens to be her former best friend. She's pissed. She's pissed? She slept with my boyfriend behind my back for an entire year. You don't understand. Trayvon hasn't dated anyone since Brianna. She thought he would be forever pining for her. So, 
Brianna's coming to Scottsville to claim him. Well, she can't have him. Uh, maybe I should have a say in this? You don't. You're mine. Oh, whoa, Emily, you don't need to grab my arm quite so hard. I do. In one day, I've lost my boyfriend, my best friend, and gave up my job. So I am not going to lose my fake boyfriend, too. You are mine, Trayvon. Until Brianna comes and then leaves Scottsville for good. Are you game? Sure, but could you let go of my arm, Emily? I'm losing circulation. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, okay, we got the revenge plot sorted. But the real problem is, we now have to get the bistro up and running in six days. Yeah, I'm an optimist, but uh, six days, and, and there's just five of us. Brianna will get here and post pics of the bistro as it is, and we'll lose all the potential customers. Well, that's not going to happen. We have a great team. We have a goal. We have a target audience. We have a deadline. I can get some investors to help pay for renos. We can do it in five days. Wow. And Maddie, you turned Emily into an optimist. Yeah, but she's heavily medicated, so... Yeah, yeah, well, well, is everyone on board? Molly, we haven't heard from you yet. I'm just taking it all in, Bernie. It all looks good, but there's something missing, and I can't put my finger on it. I know what you mean, Molly. Something's not right. Emily, why don't you weigh in? Uh Uh-huh. That's her job, you know. She picks apart business plans. Emily? (laughs) I love you, Maddie. You suck at your job, but you're a really good friend. And, Daddy, don't ever change. Well, just change a bit. Like, get rid of the spandex. (gasps) And, Molly, you're so marvelously crusty and such a fab cook. And, Trayvon, you're a really, really super fake boyfriend. Trayvon, did you give her another dose of those painkillers? No, I swear. I warned you, Maddie. When I'm with Bernie, it's rainbows and unicorns. Quick, Trayvon, talk about the flaws of this plan. We're losing her. She's getting optimistic. Yeah, but I favor a strength-based approach. Bernie, if you love your daughter, you'll focus on what's wrong with bringing hordes of hipsters to Scottsville. Go, Trayvon. What stinks about this plan? I don't know. I'm just thinking of all the people I know in Scottsville who love this place, and none of us in this room do. And yet we plan to change everything for them? Yeah, that's it, Trayvon. That's what's bothering me. We're all imports trying to bring in hordes of other imports when we don't value the place or the people who are already here. Yikes. Well, that's the definition of... Oh, no. Oh, oh, dear. Has Bernie's bistro become... Uh, Emily, snap out of it. You need to help us shut the bistro down. We're... Colonizers. What? Oh no, just when I was becoming optimistic. Bernie, I don't think we need a shutdown. The locals love the idea of a thriving restaurant. They want people here. Trayvon's right. We just need to get the local people involved and maybe even hire some of them. Oh, we'll get Scottsville's top 80 over 80 on board. That's pretty much everyone in town. If we hire that age demographic, we may have to factor in that there may be a larger than normal amount of turnover. You're factoring people's death into your business plan? Ah! Emily! The ruthless capitalist is back! Well, I'm back to the kitchen. Oh no! You're you're so good at the big think! I'm here to cook, and if you say big think again, you might just find one of the two brothers floating in your next bowl of soup. Hey, stay, Molly. It looks like Emily's about to make an executive decision. Whatever you call it, Molly and my fake boyfriend, Trayvon... (laughs) Your really, really superb fake boyfriend, Trayvon. Mm-hmm. Molly and Trayvon came up with a made-in-Scottsville way to execute Maddie's hipster plan. So, I'll stay and help. At least for a couple weeks. It seems viable, and that's all that matters. Well, we're all together. 
And that's what really matters. What really, really matters is that I still don't have my cake. Ah! Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, your cake. <laughs> uh, how about a... Ooh, a zucchini carrot carob cake. Mm, how about a butter sugar chocolate cake? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a simple game indeed. This love we play, and it is sad but true that all games end someday. But as the ice melts away from our hearts and summer sets the scene, even the blackest bruise will bleach and the Bernie's Bistro was written by Kathleen Cleland Moyer and produced by Backyard Theatre in cooperation with Johnny Studios, Waterloo, Ontario. The song Simple Games was used with permission and written and performed by Malia Rogers. Emily was played by Zoe Barrett-Wood. Maddie was played by Malia Rogers. Trayvon was played by Feedin' Kadan. Bernie was played by Zach Parsons. Jake was played by John Moyer. And Molly was played by Laurie Gallant. Backyard Theatre acknowledges the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Visit backyardtheatre.ca for more information.